0: Of <laughs> make that please make that the credit song i want that to be the credit we song. should have like a theme song right we should we should i'll sing it i got you on that one yeah we like, right there i got it will smith and like Fresher, yeah. uh fresher billy, uh, Prince of billy.
1: Uh,
2: like he did the whole song himself will Smith. Will smith. and he was a
0: star yeah we could do that Yeah. Will Santiago instead of West. Michigan, born and raised. In the basements where I spend most of my (laughs) days. Oh god. (laughs) Got it. I already got it, bro. That was fire. So this is Will Santiago and my friend over here, Jesus Cortez, coming to you from the basement of our office, Forging the Future Podcast future will be forged and another one over here man we're having fun with this podcast if you guys didn't listen to the last podcast we had Mike from Mojo in the morning we had a lot of fun on that one man a lot of fun yeah, a that lot was, of information that was great. Uh, the guy's awesome Mike is awesome man he gave us a lot of good tips he gave us a lot of good tips and I mean he this is his, his this is his game he knows yeah. what he's doing and we had a good time everything was smooth and I, I was laughing a whole lot so if you guys are looking to laugh if you guys are looking for some uh, great details and information Check out that last podcast, man. For sure. But we got another great show for you guys here today. Uh, but before we get into that, let's tell them uh, what, what uh, Forging the Future is all about. Give them a quick summary, quick recap for those new people who are listening and have no idea what we're going to be talking about here today. What do we do?
2: So we are a podcast specifically for the workers, for the hardworking people at home. If they want something to watch that relates to them. Mm-hmm. we're
0: the podcast for them we talk about things that happen at work we talk about how to get into work we talk about some serious stuff some funny stuff sometimes some sad stuff we talk about all that everything all the work related stuff so if you guys have any ideas of any subjects that we should talk about please leave us a comment send us a message and we'll do the research and uh, get that information out there for you guys so that's what we're here for 100 yeah and we're having fun we're having a lot of fun with this man so you guys keep listening and uh help us go Go viral. viral. Help us go. I want to go to Hollywood, so. I don't want to go to Hollywood. I really like where I live, but. <laughs> so how was your week this, this week, man? man?
2: It was all right, man. No, I can't complain. It's busy. busy. here <laughs> at the office as, yeah. as usual.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, for those of you who are listening for the first time, me and Jesus, we work for a company called Forge Industrial Staffing. Yes. Uh, a staffing agency here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, in West Michigan area, and uh, it has been extremely busy for us. That's a good mm-hmm. thing. We like busy. Busy is good, you know, people are looking for work, and uh, there's a lot of employers out there looking for great people. So, uh, you know, it's been a busy week for us, but uh, here we are at the end of the week. It's a Friday for us, and uh, here we are having fun. Yes, the best <laughs> acting
2: agency in the Midwest. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Earlier, uh, before uh, we started the podcast, we talked a little bit about uh, the Art Fest down here in Grand Rapids. And you were talking about uh, some of the uh, exhibits Down here, uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, when I went,
2: it was just starting up. Yeah, so there wasn't too much out there, but they were setting up for a lot of things. Yeah, and um, yeah, I seen some pretty cool stuff, like the polar bears outside of uh, the General Ford Museum. Made out of what was it? Uh, Needles. Needles. Yes. Needles, like uh, paint them up. Yeah, so they got they were, so the structure was made out of the needles, and then they were like coated. It looked like it was paint. Um, but
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. For those of you who are not familiar with what we're talking about, we have the biggest art fest in the world here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, and they put it on every other year. Now it's here again, 2022, and uh, they just started last weekend. So if you get a chance here in the West Michigan check area, check it out. Check it out, man. Or, Grand you know, Rapids Art Fest, or enter. And from mean, your art, they pay pretty, people good. Yeah, they, we have people from all over the world. Yeah, late turn to
2: the prizes are up to like three hundred thousand
0: dollars for like the the winners. And there's some awesome exhibits, man. Oh, for sure. There's some really nice stuff. So if you get a chance to come on down to Grand Rapids, downtown area, check out the art fest. I'm going to try it this weekend and check it out. I doubt I'll get out there, but we'll try. Take the dogs it's out not there too far and, and walk around. Like oh, 15 minutes. I'm part. like fifteen minutes. Yeah, right yeah. From them, but just a matter of uh, finding the time. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for sure. Hopefully, we can make it happen. But uh, let's get into, uh, we got some good subjects for you guys today. We, uh, we're we going to have fun with this podcast. And uh, the first subject we want to talk about is a, a huge subject of interest here in the United States. It's brought up quite often. And we're talking about maternity leave. Yes. Um, give us a little bit of uh, details about maternity leave here in the United States there, Jesus. Well,
2: as compared to how we stack up against other countries, we're not sitting to you
0: know, no, Not bad at all, man. Uh, According to ILO.org, there are more than 120 countries in the world that pay maternity leave. Mm -hmm. Only three countries that do not. And that's uh, Australia, New Zealand, and the United States, uh, which is kind of ridiculous. um, In my opinion, I mean, I I know that everybody has their own opinion, but this is just my personal opinion that uh, we have... No national federal law At that all. requires uh, maternity leave. Obviously, there are some companies that do, mm-hmm. um, but that's that's up to the company. There is no law that requires companies to do maternity leave, um, and so um, yeah, United States is falling way behind on this one. So
2: yeah, and to give you guys some examples, our Greece pays up to forty three weeks, the UK thirty nine weeks, Croatia thirty weeks. I mean, the we're US, talking about
0: zero. we're talking about months. That's like seven to nine months. Of paid maternity, day. yeah. I mean that's incredible. You know, um, a lot of these uh, women, um, you know, they they spend a lot of time outside of their house, yeah. you know, having to work. And so when they do have those those kids, especially in those that first year, it's really important that they have their home. And uh, but how are they going to do that? They can't pay the bills. So exactly. it's really cool that these countries have that uh, that priority uh, in mind and trying to help. And, help like you he said, household.
2: some companies do provide it, but.
0: It shouldn't be up to the companies. No. It should be up to the government. It definitely should. There should be some law. I yeah. don't know how, how far it should go. I don't know if, if I agree with nine months. I, I mean, again, it's just personal opinion. But yeah. um, there should be something. Definitely. Something there. So
2: I mean, I yeah. didn't know about this until recently. Yeah. Um,
0: but you know what? My opinion, you got Jesus's opinion. But we want to hear the most important opinion out there most important (laughs) opinion. And so we're gonna bring on, uh, from behind the scenes though, behind the cameras here, one of our producers, Mr. Uh, JJ, Mr. Uh, Jeff Jones. (laughs) One of our producers here who's gonna join us for this conversation here. And so we're gonna bring him out Mr. Uh, JJ. Come on out and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your opinions and uh, what you found out about maternity leave. Here comes a new challenger! all right we're good yeah all right so we are here with mr jeff our one of our producers behind the uh, camera here uh we're going to talk to him a little bit about uh, maternity leave paid maternity leave
3: jeff right yes uh before
0: we get to that though tell us a little bit about who you are and uh why are you so important <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm not important you are you are man
4: so uh my name is jeff jones i'm the digital marketing manager at forge industrial staffing i do uh pretty much all the uh, all the ads all the Facebook ads and Google ads and YouTube ads and all the ads all the ads so uh, when you're
0: swiping through Facebook and you see one of those beautiful advertisements from Forge Industrial Staffing
4: advertisements yes but if you're seeing some of the fantastic content that would be. Spencer,
2: check that out. Ooh. Spencer, come back here. Hello. <laughs> we got and, the wrong
4: and, and, wrong guy and, on the mic here. I got I am, I am my own camera. Here. I'm just play. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, just playing. playing. And Jesus, Jesus helps with the content sometimes, so, and and they both help with that. So like, yeah, we 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 work very collaboratively together. We don't uh, we don't really just you know you stay in your lane yeah, I'll stay in mine that's, Such that's a very,
0: humble director.
2: but he's the brains behind it all he's the
0: mastermind
2: <laughs> yeah he's a mastermind behind it all so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. humble so,
0: <laughs> so yeah so Jeff uh, you wanted to join us for this part of the, uh, the conversation um, so tell us a little bit about uh, paid maternity leave right? yeah
4: so my thoughts uh, I thought might be a little bit more uh, might offer a little bit more insightful opinion um, being that I have four kids so <laughs> <laughs> I've been through this a few times. Yeah. Um, and it, maternity leave. And I think it's, uh, is it paternity leave for, for men? Yeah. Um, are even, it's even a bigger stretch. Like most places, the men don't get to take time off or a lot of places, I'll say most, but a lot of places they don't get anything. Yeah. Um, when we had my, uh, my last, not my youngest, but my, uh, daughter before that, her name is Mila. Um, when we had her, I worked at AT and and I worked for AT corporate, so like the big, huge company, uh-huh. not, you know, a, a retailer. Anymore. Yeah. So, um, one of the richest companies in the world. And when we had her, I got um, I got to take two weeks off, and I could extend that to six, but there was no no pay at all. So. Absolutely none. I could take uh, FMLA, or I think I could take short-term, short-term disability. Yeah, short-term yeah. disability and get some some pay, but yeah. other than that, that was it. Yeah. Um, my wife, uh, she took, I think, six months, and again, she actually got zero pay, none, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just, it baffles me. I came across in, an article uh, you know, kind of talking about this, and it talked about how Canada has, um, depending on a province, up to 12 months for uh, maternity and paternity leave, yeah. and it's like at 80% of pay, and then most companies will actually chip in the extra 20%, so you don't lose anything, and you get a whole year off. Okay. And, I don't know, I think it's a little bit... Uh, <laughs> The best practice is probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I don't think it's quite as opposed yeah. to none, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It is a bit ridiculous. Um, again, according to I I L O dot org, fifty nine percent of the uh, women who, who who are working they supply uh, about half, maybe even more of the income. Right. Right. So you know, having them have to step away from from, and here in the United States, we're talking about. Close to 55% of the women. So when they have to step away from work to take care of their children, take care of that baby, because somebody has to take care of them. It's got to be the mom, right? It's right. got to be. They have to be there. And so them stepping away and having to take care of that. And then the father who also wants to to be there, you know, especially during those first few months. I mean, you've got a brand new baby. You want to be there. You want to make that connection. Um, and But then you also have to make that decision, okay, but we still got to pay for the formula. We got to pay for the bills. We got to pay for the hospital bills. We got to pay for all this stuff. So how do we make this decision? I want to have this connection. I want to be there for my child, but I got to make sure that we still have food on the table. Yeah. So it, it's a tough, it's very tough. And you know, quite often we've seen uh, mothers going back into the workforce after just a couple of weeks, a few weeks, and, and having to... Break off that that connection with that child, and they come in, and some of them I've seen it, you know, and I've seen them. They come in, and they're they're kind of upset, and, I, and it's yeah. understandable. It's understandable. So yeah, you know, having the federal government not provide some kind of supplement to to assist in that kind of thing, understanding these these that data, you know, fifty five percent of women who who supply more than half in some cases. In some cases, 100%. Of so,
2: how did you guys get through that period of time in your life where you had to? I mean, you can't go back to work, so you have to... Uh,
4: basically, you burn through your savings, and yeah. then <laughs> yeah. you start over when you go back to work. Yeah. Uh, you just kind of make do. That's be, That's honestly what being a parent is 90% of the time. is just right. push through and figure it out. Um, with talking kind of touching on what you were just saying uh, with my youngest daughter, everything was different with that. So she was born um, November of 2020. So in the middle of COVID. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it was at that time uh, for the last several years, i have worked for myself, yeah. um, ran my own marketing agency and that's you know how I, provided for our family. Uh, My wife actually worked, um, I won't say the actual company because this doesn't reflect well on them. um, But she worked for a a state-affiliated organization. Um, When she got pregnant, everything was fine. When it got time to take maternity leave, they were very, and granted, I don't know, if COVID played a factor in why they were like this, but Mm -hmm. they were very like, how long are you gonna be gone? You know, how when are you coming back? What uh, right. <laughs> what are we gonna do without you? Yeah. It very so. She took six weeks, yeah. and that was it. And granted, she was working from home, so it was you know she was still there. Yeah. But a lot of the the stuff that I didn't have to that I don't want to say I didn't have to deal with that I wasn't there for <laughs> with my with my eight year old daughter I had to you know kind of step up to do with. Yeah. With my younger so right it's uh yeah it, again kind of same thing um it just it's a strain um mm-hmm. but push through and figure it out um yeah it's it's good times yeah. you guys should have kids like yeah. Definitely. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Especially <laughs> hearing, <laughs> hearing that story. I really you want to know. <laughs> you can have empty bank
2: accounts. <laughs> oh, no sleep. time to do anything. Yeah, no so sleep. you had to save up each and every time that... Or you just had savings that you just had to burn each and every time that you had. Yeah.
4: So I, I've been pretty fortunate in in my business endeavors and stuff. So I've we've always made it through with little to no interruption. Okay. Um, the... The downside, though, is it, seriously, it's starting all the way back at, at zero. So by the time you're back to work, you're <laughs> starting over. Yep. And when your when your priorities are, you know, like saving towards something, a vacation, or a house, or you know, whatever you're trying to save towards, it's it's a strain because then yeah. mm-hmm. it's like all progress, all momentum is lost and. start back over granted you have a baby and it's awesome and all the great stuff but it's still it's from a financial standpoint it's it's taxing and like my thought on it was these people typically when they grow up are going to be taxpayers they're going to help fund (laughs) fund the government so why don't the government invest a little bit into (laughs) making sure they you know have that Connection in the in the very beginning. Well, it's
0: very important. I mean, uh, on a psychological level, uh, when having that baby, that they make that connection—physical connection, emotional connection—you know, a connection on every level. Mm-hmm. And how else are they going to do that if the parents are not available, if they're not there? Now they're making connection with a the babysitter. They make a connection. You know, that that can be difficult. And and I mean, on a psychological level, this has been proven. This has been researched. This has this is something that there's data. That is, you know that that's a very important age of their life that they make those connections and yeah so that's, it is an investment in the future like you say well and that's it's it's funny that you say that
4: because that's the personality differences between my my two girls is phenomenal yeah. like my eight-year-old Mila she is a mama's girl like yeah its theres no doubt about it but she spent every day you know her entire <laughs> first six to 12 months alone with my wife while you know i was at work and then i actually didn't really mention this but uh during the last couple years at AT at&t i is when i started my business and so after a little bit she actually didn't even go back to work um well she went back for a little bit but then she quit short away it was able to stop shortly after and was home with mila pretty much until shoot she was five or six till she went off to school. Yep. Um, and then with Olivia, completely different. Um, she had, you know, like I said, a few weeks in the beginning there, but then she was with me. Right. <laughs> like she was in in my office with me most of the time. Um, and she uh, once uh, Leslie was, you know, back to work full time. She was fielding calls um, and just couldn't have a baby in the background kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So she was just with me yeah. and um once Leslie went back to the to the office it was even you know even more so And she didn't even get to see her on breaks it was she's she's just with me and she is like my kid yeah <laughs> like she just whenever anything happens she wants me um I've been sleep deprived for the last month because <laughs> she wants me all the time yeah. and it's uh yeah We're talking about she's two years now, two, right? and not even, just about two she'll be two in November yeah so wow. it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, how
2: wow. was the whole uh, having a kid during COVID thing? Because I know, I mean, it got pretty Bizarre. complicated for a lot of people. Yes, um,
4: I got to go to zero appointments, um, which, I mean, that's gotta be tough. It is. Want to be a part of that? that I experience. made it to just about all of them yeah. with, with Mila. There, there was a few here and there of there were minor appointments that I did that I didn't get to make, but. For the most part, I was there. I seen yeah. the first ultrasound. I got to be there when we, nice. you know, confirmed there was a baby and right. all that stuff with Olivia. I didn't, I didn't get to do any of that. Um, and then my my wife has so when she had um, Mila, she actually had some complications, and I was adamant that you know talk to the doctor about this stuff because I like <laughs> I don't want it to be an issue when the time comes to have the baby. And my wife is very, uh, how do I want to phrase this? Cause she's going to see it. Um, <laughs> Be careful, Jeff. <laughs> she's a very kind person. Okay. Like she's very, um, I don't want to say submissive, but she's very understanding. Yes. She's very, very patient. understanding. Yes. yes. I you. Gotcha. Very, very much so. So she tends to like, she'll tell doctors stuff and she just kind of whatever they say is what she goes with. And there's no, you know, if, even if she disagrees, there's no real pushback from her until she's completely miserable or something. And then and then, <laughs> then you say, get to see the other side, yeah, but right. it takes a lot to get there. Okay. Um, but that was one of my things is, you know, we talked about this I was like, make sure you tell the doctor about it. She's like, I did. She said, it's not going to be a problem. Okay. And then, we get into the, to the operating room and I don't know if she doesn't want to see this, I'll cut it out or doesn't want me to say this, I'll cut it out. But (laughs) she, so she had to to deliver by C-section and she had, um, her C-section actually herniated after Mila. So she had to get a mesh put in and that's, I was like telling the doctor, like, or have her tell the doctor that there's a mesh literally (laughs) where you're cutting and the doctor just, yeah, nope. No big deal. Didn't check a file. Didn't do anything. Just, nope. Won't be a problem. We get literally to the operating table when they're doing the C-section. She's like, oh, yeah, I see what you mean. That's that's in the way. I'm like...
0: We told you. <laughs> it's yeah. stupid. Yeah. But... Um, and you're already in kind of a frustrating situation with the whole pandemic. happening. And now you have to go. Well, deal and that's... That.
4: Yeah. That's my thing. It like when... It, had I been able to attend the appointments, I would have been a little bit more direct yeah. and assertive with, with the situation. Yeah. Like, no, it's not not gonna be a problem. You're, you need to look into this, because... It's
0: gonna be a problem.
4: The Well, and that's the surgeon that did it had asked, like, we thought we were done with kids. Oh. And the surgeon that put the mesh in told my wife, he's like, I'm not gonna do this if you're gonna have more kids, because it's gonna be, cause all sorts of issues. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, one doctor says it's gonna be a problem, the Next one no says problem. no, it's fine. Yeah, but okay. yeah, but other than that, um, in terms of what the, the pandemic was like, um, it wasn't too too different. Um, it was kind of nice having everybody home for a lot of it. So that I mean, that was kind of the I'm positive. Sure, yeah, I'm sure everyone kind of went to the same. I actually, this is going to sound terrible. I liked the pandemic. Like mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome.
2: Like working from home and that sort of thing
4: not just working from home having everybody on like oh yeah everybody that I love is in this house yeah. I don't have to worry about anything happening to anybody because <laughs> yeah. they're right here yeah they're with me no. Yep. Yeah. Um, but and then obviously the, the flip side of that is we have to go to the store we have to get milk we have to you know do so yeah. there's still risk but it's I don't
0: know okay. getting back to the subject of the yeah. your... no no I digress oh so. I, I, I love all of that but uh, getting back to the subject of maternity leave, um, now we've all shared our opinions, mm-hmm. you know how we feel about the situation. Now, the, the, the flip side of that coin is that a lot of the companies um, who don't want to pay a maternity leave or the, the government who doesn't want to pay uh, maternity leave, um, their their argument is, you're making the choice to have children, right? You're making a choice to have a family. Why should we then have to take on that debt? Why should we have to take on... That financial, uh, uh, that financial debt to take care of your decision or your family. So, I see that that flip side of the coin. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't well, quite say sense. I understand it, but yeah. I do. I do see it, and I can see where it makes sense definitely. for
2: companies. Yeah, not for the government, All
0: right? Well, and that's the
4: government wastes money on so many other things. Like,
0: <laughs> did we just have? I mean, some people might not think this is a waste, but did NASA just send like? I don't know, it was like $1.50 million, billion dollars. And they shot some rocket at an asteroid. <laughs> it's like, so stuff like that. But so it was so, a satellite. Yeah. I mean, but other people might say, you know, that like, it is something we need to look Priorities. Priorities, yeah. Right. Yeah. So,
2: like, education probably comes before shooting satellites at an asteroid. Yeah. And maternity leave comes before that also. yeah, I disagree. Yeah, I think
4: we need to just shoot all yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> unless it was like <laughs> I mean,
2: Crash into our... Planet, but then that should have been a like nationwide yeah. type thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I actually, I was going to record myself on this one. You <laughs> <laughs> it. I don't know if my mic's on or anything. But should be. I actually heard that there is technology uh, where they, um, I believe NASA developed it or something. They're actually able to track. Any asteroids in our solar system, or like any nearby um, that are going to be a danger to us, we're good for like hundreds of years. Look at this. So like we're we're actually good for a long yeah. time, like in terms of asteroids hitting the planet. So that's ridiculous. Far right. As we know, we're and
0: we come. we already we already see. I mean, it's the data is there, the information is there, mm-hmm. the numbers are there, but we see the struggle that we have with the children today. I mean, it, it's it's not easy, and I mean, yeah, uh, parents probably have a large influence on how these kids are being obviously they have a huge influence on how these kids are being raised but uh to be able to 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 be the the government and to invest on the welfare of our children i I would find that to be very important the welfare of not just the children but the family in a whole you know pulling somebody away from uh the the workforce where they can no longer provide a salary to take care of their family to be home i mean that's huge you know, they're going to have to rely on welfare, anyways. They're going to have to rely on, on these different uh, uh, governmental, uh, what's the word I'm Assistance looking for? Programs. Assistance. Exactly. So they're already relying on that. So why don't we have a program that is uh, focused on maternity leave, focused on, on helping these moms and dads too? Who we'll want to be home to to raise their children? Who we'll want to be home? We're not talking about
4: a lifetime thing. We're not talking about years. Well, and I think that's where things get weird. Is you know how long is yeah. uh, the right time? Because at, like the can't the Canadian thing. I don't think a year is is necessary.
0: Right. And, and, yeah, as Susan was reading some of these, and I'm like doing the calculation. I had nine months. And I'm like, well, that, that is a little long, you know. So I, you do have to find that that happy balance, right? That happy medium. Um, but I do think there should be some program someone should be looking into. Someone yeah. should be talking about this. Someone should be doing something about this. Because, uh, you know, if the day I do have kids, I would love to be home. I would love to be home for a few weeks with my wife and my child and make that connection and enjoy that that part of my life and make memories. You know, but how are you going to make happy memories when all you're thinking about is who's going to pay the bills? Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's really tough. It's a difficult thing. So, uh, I mean, this is a subject that we could talk t- probably episodes uh, about day after day after day um, and have different guests coming on and talking about that we appreciate your time Jeff we appreciate you talking a little bit about your history with maternity leave or paternity leave and uh, we really do appreciate that Asus, do you have anything else Asus? no,
2: no? When, when I have kids I'll come back to you Jeff <laughs> we'll have I, another episode I expect to be godfather <laughs> <laughs> thank
0: you a round of applause for Mr. Mr. Jeff thank you very much Jeff <laughs> All right, now on to our next subject The application process. The application process. Isn't it such a hassle? It is a hassle, man. I'm going to tell you a story. Many years ago, (laughs) I used to work for this company. I worked for this company where the application process, we used to have a class. Yeah. Okay. And we had this class where we would bring all these applicants in and they would all do the application process all at once. And we're talking about up to 20 people at a time in this one class, and this the application process could take anything between two to four hours, all right? So they would all come in this class, we give them the orientation, they would all fill out the application, and one by one, we would start interviewing them. Yeah. So the last person in that class, depending how big it was, they could have been there for three to four hours waiting. Jeez. All right, and so we, we saw the times were changing, right? And we had decided, we gotta change this application process because me as a person, I don't have two to three hours in a day on one application. And and, and the company that, that did this, this wasn't the only company doing that. This was the, the common practice at the time that you were going to be in the application process, whether it was online or you had to go to the company, for hours. All what right? was the
2: benefit of that? Like, what, what were they seeing that they thought that was going to be beneficial from that?
0: The benefit was on the company side because at that moment, you were able to really screen that person, Yeah. all right? You were able to ask all the questions that you wanted. You were able to get into detail. So like get
2: people. into a personal connection with the people that And find
0: with. out who this person really yeah. was, okay? And not only that, but the paperwork. I mean, there was a lot of paperwork that these people needed to fill out because again, it, it was part of the screening process. You wanted to make sure you found the right person for the position. But it was getting to a point where uh, a lot of these people were becoming angry, becoming frustrated, and it's understandable. Right. You know, two to three hours sitting in a room, I've got things to do. I've got places to go, right? And so they were getting frustrated and we were seeing that the number of applicants was starting to dwindle, all right? As other companies caught on and and made their application process shorter, um, we had to get into that as well. So, I mean, we went from a three hour orientation and application process. Now we're down to like 30, 45 minutes, okay? And so when we, Talking about the application process, I mean, how long ago was it that you applied with Forge Industrial Staffing? Four years ago. Four years ago. Do you remember the application process? Um, Do you remember it being a hassle? Do you remember it being fun? What exactly did it look like?
2: Well, the application process for internal employees was a bit different from what it is with external employees. So, to me, it was just basic information. Yeah. And then getting a couple phone calls from you and Brian, and that sort of thing. But it didn't take too long. Right. So, I mean, it, it wasn't anything that I was, like, kind of uh, worried about or, you know, had a problem filling out. Yeah. Um, it, it was pretty easy to do.
0: Yeah. In and, and, and a situation like that, I mean, you're dealing with people, and I'm going to toot my own horn here, but you're dealing with people who have been in that industry for years. Yeah. Right? So, we knew what we were looking for. So, when we sat down with people, we knew we had to look for somebody who was outgoing Someone who was vocal, someone who who had charisma, good attitude. Those are the things that we were looking for, and you can tell that pretty quick. I mean, you can sit down in a, in, a, in a room with somebody and and just talk, There's not really questions yeah. about the the, the business or, or anything like that. Just talk, and you can find those things out pretty quick, right? And so. It was pretty simple to see, you know, you you have charisma, man. You yeah. you are outspoken. You're you're that type of person. So it was pretty easy to see that when you sat down, when we sat down with you and talked to you. That was easy to see. But now you've got these other companies, you know. I, I remember when I started looking for work, right? I remember going to Meyer and asking, hey, I'm looking for work. What's the process? Yeah. And Meijer you know, there's a there's a kiosk over there. Go sit down and fill out the application. So I go over to this thing and it was like, starting to fill out those questions and I get done with the first page and I look on the bottom and it said one of 49 pages. And I was like, no, this is ridiculous. I'm out of here. And I did not finish the application. I walked out of there because I mean, I was a young kid. I'm talking about 19, right? I'm like, what 19 year old is going to want to fill out 49 pages of questions? No, thank you.
2: Yeah. It definitely gets boring. I mean, I definitely see why, you know, uh, companies with Longer applications have less people, yeah. Because nobody wants to sit there for an hour or two yeah. hours filling out an application. Yeah, they might as well go to the next
0: company to see what they have to yeah. offer. Now, and I, I do think it, it does matter um, in certain cases. In certain cases, like for
2: yeah. So I used to work at a hospital here in, in Grand Rapids, and there it made sense because they have to make sure that you don't have allergies, don't have any mental issues, you know that sort of thing. Yeah. And so in in certain uh, for certain positions, it does matter, like the application does matter. But for others, when you're just, you know, not saying that there's anything wrong with, you know, working a, a basic, uh, like assembly job, but they don't, they shouldn't require an application that's so extensive, right? Uh, like our other companies. Yeah. Um, and the if they could take away from, you know, making like huge applications and and you know kind of summarize them, it, it helps everybody out. Yeah.
0: Um, I definitely agree. You know, I have uh, worked for some companies where the questions uh, during that interview and the application process were not relevant to the position. Yeah. You know, when you talk about uh, if I'm working on an assembly line, let's just say for an example, you know, why why do I need to tell you? I mean, looking at education, looking at my education background, looking at how many years of college, I'm like, I'm on an assembly line. Yeah, you know that doesn't really require a college education to do assembly work. Right. You know, and and those kinds of things. So I do think it, it really matters. Not that those people are dumb. Don't. Not that's dumb. not what I'm saying. You know, they're very intelligent people who work on an assembly line, right? But during that application, if I'm going in for an assembly position, certain things just aren't relevant.
2: And to we've it. also seen that a lot of companies have dropped, you know, GED requirements, yeah. college. Regardless. right because they notice that people aren't going to be as drawn to those positions. Right. So, I mean, at least they're doing that. But now we have things like Indeed, yeah. right? Yeah. That make the application process so much easier yeah. for folks.
0: And not only is it easier, but I'm doing it from the comfort of my house. Yeah. Right? I'm not having to go to some office and dress up and sit down at a kiosk or anything like that. I'm, I'm on my sofa, I'm filling yeah. out this resume, I'm submitting it to this to this website, right? And they will start looking for And it's automated, yeah. right? So
2: they'll find the positions for they you. They bring the
0: positions to me. Exactly.
2: So now you have the choice of, you know, pick and choose and see what positions are, are good for you. Yeah. And so does the company. Because yeah. they can pick out the, the applicants and try to filter the ones that they like. yeah. Um, which is good, but could also be um, a negative yeah. In a way, when um, they're choosing resumes over personality, yeah. right? Because they never get to actually meet the person until they them. have the interview. Yeah. So they can see a really nice resume, but when they get to actually meet the person, it's not what, what the paper hope. Said. Right. Yeah. So there's that's that set, negative right. side effect. And they're also
0: dealing with it's an automation, right? So they're dealing with the machine. So me as an applicant, I'm submitting this, and they're 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 figuring out the algorithm, the math, and everything, trying to get you the best positions out there. And you're not—they're not really figuring that human aspect of it, right? And so you're getting all these emails about all these positions. Yeah. And again, is that you're missing out on that—that face-to-face? You're missing out. Maybe you know the position is what I want, but company maybe I don't want to work for that company because the culture there isn't quite what I'm used to or what I want right and you're not going to get that through through a, a system like that for sure
2: or maybe you don't have the experience yeah but you are somebody that's willing to learn yeah and and you could vocalize that in an interview yeah whereas on an application is just what's on the paper yeah so
3: yeah I'm gonna chime in here actually
0: all right I'm gonna come on so we've, we've, we've got uh, here comes a new challenger We've got another guest with us today, Spencer. Hoffman. Mr. Spencer. We it's like to the, call him the it's, Spence. It's the featured. Oh yeah, kind of, it's the featured producer show apparently today. Yeah, yeah, one uh, of our producers behind us, behind the cameras here. Uh, what do you have to say about yeah, this? Uh, so you
3: guys were talking about the application process, and I just remembered a uh, a funny story uh, of when I was trying to apply for my first job. I was sixteen or seventeen at the time. And it was for a restaurant. Uh, I'm not going to name it, but it rhymes with a uh, wacker Um And so, <laughs> I, I'm applying to this unnamed restaurant. And um, no, you named it? No, 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 no. no. That, that, There's at least you know I can think of at least a hundred restaurants that rhyme with right. that. Um, <laughs> I'll censor it if need to. But um, anyway, so I apply online, and like as you were talking, I'm like online applications were kind of like the standard already and i was like okay um applied there um just you know get some extra money maybe would be my first uh, so yeah 16 or 17 i apply and they say hey come on in for an interview and i'm like great um so at the time to come in for the interview i come in and i sit down and they're like all right uh so we're gonna have you fill out the application and i said fill out the I already I filled out That's the application online. That's why I came in for right. the interview, and they go, "Oh no 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 no, you got to fill out a paper application too." Like, okay, so I filled out the exact same information <laughs> a second They're time. Lazy, so, yeah, so you're like, why,
2: what's the point of filling it out online if I have to come here and oh, do the yeah, same thing? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So here's yeah. here's
3: the here's the fun part about it. So keep in mind for the next part of the story, they had my information. They asked me to come in, mm-hmm. so I go to the the interview now. Now I finally got the clearance to do the <laughs> magical interview, and I sit down with the person. They're like, "Okay, hi, nice to meet you." We start doing some introductory questions. It's pretty basic, and then they go, "Oh," and I'm like, "What? Do you, what is was there thing? a problem? Yeah. Like, what's, the, what's the issue?" Like, oh, I'm looking at your uh, your first application here. You're under 18, and I said, "Yeah." That was one of the first things that you had me fill out there was (laughs) my age. They're like, oh, we don't hire people under 18
0: thanks for wasting my time I'm like
3: okay cool I <laughs> filled out the application online I came here I filled out a second application yeah. only to get to the interview for you to tell me that no, you're you not you think that the first anymore.
2: question would be are you 18 and then if, if not then just prompt you to like gone. yeah
3: that was well, one of the first questions they had that information they had that information before they called me in and then was
0: like eh, well the point of the application process is so they can screen those people mm-hmm. out
3: they weed me out before I even get my hopes up about getting a job
0: so yeah that
3: was that, that was remind me of a time where just companies, man, need to get it from this unnamed uh, restaurant. But uh, Whack that oil, is right. all, <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, dang on, Whacka World, <laughs> Whacka World. If you're out there
0: listening, <laughs> change up your <the> application. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, and we we hear stories like this all the time, and I think that whole application process says a lot about the company, right? Because people also they have a choice of what company they want to work for. And so that application process does say a lot about the company and and hopefully uh, you get the right application that says the right thing about your company. Think about it.
2: So how could we have applications like the ones that we do on Indeed and still give that personal connection to,
0: to the people? So, you know, the company that we work with, Forge Industrial Staffing, uh, they do put a lot of thought into that process. So when we're talking about the application process, I'm, I'm referring to the the candidates that are coming in looking for work through our company, right? And they did put a lot of thought into the process of how do we make this easy? How do we make it so it's not uh, t- time-consuming? Yeah. How do we make it so that people are not getting frustrated and just quitting on the application process, right? Um, so they they looked at that process, and a lot of it is done... Uh, with you know, on your mobile phone, a lot yeah. of it's done at home on your tablet, on your laptop. We want people to be comfortable when they're filling out the application. We also provide the opportunity if they're not able to finish it. You know, we understand that you're busy. You know, there's a mom or dad filling this out and they have kids. Now mm-hmm. they got to go. We have kids. auto save, so and so we have that info. auto save feature. They're creating an account so they can come back later and complete that application process. Uh, that also has a feature where they're gonna get reminders on their phone, on their email saying, hey, remember the application you started filling out, it's still there for you. Yeah. And so we, we we put a lot of thought into that process of how do we make this easier for the applicant? Because once the application is in, we start doing the work looking for the work. Right. We're looking for that assignment for that person. All we need them to do is just get that application done. So, And that whole application process, we we timed it. How do we get it from the two to three hours how do we get that down to maybe just thirty minutes?
2: Thirty minutes, and we're still working on it. But, and we're still looking at it. we're know. still looking
0: at the process. So I do think that we have to, as a company and any company out there, you have to you have to keep in mind, you have to appreciate the time of the person. Yeah. All right. We live in a generation where everything's go 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 move 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 right, and so for me to be able to sit down for three hours and fill out an application, that doesn't fit my lifestyle. That no. doesn't fit my schedule. And so to be able to sit down and and fill something out really quick, 30 minutes, and then get the process started, even better. And I
2: appreciate that we're still doing the in-person interviews. Yeah. Because that matters a lot. Yeah. You know, some people come in and they're like, well, staffing or industrial work isn't for me. And we just get that done and it's done right there. You know, as opposed to filling out an application and doing something like that a semester.
0: And, you know, and the, the owners, the company, the board of directors that we have uh, have a huge focus on that face to face. You know, that's something that that is the foundation of our company. That's how we were able to establish our company is that face to face is sitting down with people. And forming that connection with them and, and not treating them like a piece of paper, not treating them like another number, but actually sitting down with these people and figuring out what they need in their life. You know, our, our slogan right now is changing lives, right? Forge industrial staffing, change lives. How do you change a life if you don't actually sit down with them and actually find out what they need, what they're looking for? You know, you can only do that face to face. So, you know, being able to find that balance and being able to uh, adapt uh, to the generation that you're trying to serve. I think that's really important, keeping that in mind. Um, and I think we do a really good job. Okay, we're, we're gonna give you guys an easy application done on your phone, but we also want to sit down with you. We want to s- see you face to face. The best of both worlds. We want to talk to you, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, there's different ways to do it out there. And, and like you said, we're still researching, we're still looking into it, and we yeah. want the best way. And I think a lot of companies need to look into that for sure. 100%. Yep. Yeah. All right, next subject sure I'm actually looking forward to this subject here you guys all right um, we're talking about uh, branding we're talking about you know logos are talking about what makes a company mm-hmm. right and you you think of companies with great branding coca-cola you know you think of companies like that right Nike 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 is the one we really want to talk about today right yeah yeah <laughs> I mean
2: that's one of the ones that we're gonna talk about but yeah, so uh, our next subject is proper payment for promotion, yeah. right? Yeah. So right now, I would say this... Oh, we're not a, talking about Nike, then. Oh, no. no Nike. <laughs> we'll get to it later. My bad, my bad. Proper right, payment yeah, for promotion. Part. Cut that, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, It's rewind time. So our next subject is going to be...
2: Proper payment for promotion, right? <laughs> so Jeff told us this... Well, it was one of the things that he included in this template, right? Yeah. But the story about a UPS driver who um, went viral on social media for posting videos on TikTok about the company that he worked for, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was a positive video, you know, he talked about all the positive things of working for UPS and, you know, the good compensation and that sort of thing. And UPS actually reached out to him, the CEO wrote him a letter and gave him a token, Yeah. So, right? So. Eventually, when it, what no. ended up happening is let's
0: that, let's make this clear. So, when you say token, what are we talking about?
2: I'm not talking about like Bitcoin. Not 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 cryptocurrency. Not, no, no, no. You're not, talking about far from it. like a token, a
0: literal, a, an actual token.
2: Yeah, with like UPS that
0: right. had no really no value, really no to, value. Right.
2: I mean, it must like meet it and probably had meaning to the right. company, but right. no like value in regards like financial financial. That's right. the word I was looking yeah. for. So. You know, he went back on social media and was like, "I saw one my check, though." Yeah. You know, and so we were talking about it a little bit earlier. It's not something that the company asked him to do, right? So should she be should, should he be, be compensated, compensated for, for that? that?
0: No, I don't think you know. And, and maybe he didn't go in with that uh, a goal or that mentality of "I'm going to get paid for doing this." Right. He was showing appreciation to the company that he worked for. It sounded like he really did like working for UPS or likes working for UPS. Um, really enjoyed his job, really enjoyed uh, the, the the compensation that he was receiving for the job that he was doing. Yeah. You know, and so he's just on there saying, I like my job. I really like my job, and here's a company, a great company. If you're looking for work, UPS is where you want to go. Right. And so he was he was doing something out of just the goodness of his heart, right? And and I think that if the company had just gone to him and said, Hey man, that was awesome of you. Thank you very much. We really do appreciate it, and shake his hand. Sweet. That would have just been fine. I think that would have been fine, right? The fact that they sent him this token. It was kind of like a slap to the face. In my, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, yeah. In his point of view, it was a slap to the face. In my point of view, I think, I, I would think the exact same thing, like, yeah. I get this, maybe it was an envelope, right? He gets this letter, he gets this package, right? First thing you're gonna think is, sweet, I just got compensation right? That's where your mind goes. Right. I got a package. There's going to be something in here, whether it be a ticket for something, maybe, you know, there's going to be some financial value in this, right? You open it up and it's a token. What am I going to do with this token?
4: It's bigger than you expected. <laughs> Smaller. What is it?
0: It's
2: Like a... Token A literal, thing.
0: an actual token. Yeah. Oh God, Clark! That's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. But do you
2: think that if more people started boasting on about their companies that they work for on social media, they would uh, be expecting something from the company all the time? I do think that. I do people. I do think that. And if, so when, so that's not genuine anymore.
0: No, right? no. So because you they're only
2: doing it for the purpose of getting compensated. Well, now
0: the company is buying your 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 favoritism, right? They're they're buying your 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 time to like the company, right? Yeah. And that's like you said that's not genuine. Yeah. There's nothing genuine about that. And
2: I'm I'm wondering, would the company still compensate him if the video didn't go viral?
0: No, absolutely not. Right? No. So, I, they would have never known about the video had it not gone viral. Yeah
2: right? So I'm not sure. I mean, that's a dicey subject. It is.
0: It is dicey. But I think the fact that they sent that token, I think, I mean, in my opinion, the worst tip that you can give to a waitress is just a couple of coins. I think that's worse than not giving them anything. Yeah. Right. If I just walk away and I don't give you a tip, obviously the waitress is going to be very upset. But if I just leave two quarters, that's like a slap in my opinion. Oh, for sure. Right. And so for this guy to receive this package and think I'm getting something and Mm -hmm. open it up and it's like, and
2: there's been cases where, like, people on on TikTok go viral for certain things that they do, and companies actually compensate them fairly. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know if you remember a video of, uh, I forgot the guy's name, but he was drinking cranberry juice on a longboard. <laughs> this guy he's, he's, The sunset's <laughs> going down, and he's, he's bumping some Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. I think it was Dreams by them. Yeah. And sick video. Yeah. Awesome video. And so he got major TikTok tock uh, appreciation appreciation
0: he went, he he was huge he was
2: huge he got um compensated by ocean spray which yep. i think that's the name of the company didn't even though yeah and so he i think they bought him a truck a truck and like a bunch of cranberry juices i even
0: hear that there's like i don't know some tv show or something in production
2: like he got just major love yeah. from the TikTok community yeah. for that yeah and i mean that was awesome but it was genuine yeah the, companies handled the correctly yeah. i mean they compensated the guy they appreciated him yeah. for what he did and now, so, should
0: the company compensate that no
2: but it was cool that but they it was did kind of that. cool yeah yeah so i mean
0: if you're going to say thank you to someone for something like that i mean they just made you famous they just made you more popular they yeah. just gave you free advertisement right uh, i do think there should be some compensation i mean even if you just buy them dinner Mm-hmm. You know, hey, dinner's on us. I mean, when I say dinner, not McDonald's, or you know, I'm talking about you know, take them out to a nice steakhouse and dinner's on us. Take your girlfriend, take your husband, take you know, somebody, and and enjoy dinner on us. Something like that, even something going that direction, awesome. Yeah, you know, it doesn't cost this company that much money. I mean, you look at this this one video of this guy who had been with Burger King for 27 years, right? And he gets this little gift bag. It was basically like a, a gift bag that you could get at a 10 year old birthday party. Yeah. Of, uh, you know, not missing one day in 27 years. How much would it cost Burger King to maybe send him a you know, $500 check, $250 check? And that's, that's minuscule for a company that huge, right? To show your appreciation. And I do think that appreciation goes far when it comes to an employee. And when I say appreciation, I'm not saying that you have to compensate them every single time they do something great. I'm not saying that you have to give them hundreds of dollars every time. Right. But something that that really does show that you appreciate them.
2: Especially companies that are as big as Burger King yeah, or as man. big as UPS. Right.
0: Now, if I'm working for a small little mom and pop shop and they really do appreciate me. And that's all they give you, like a letter. And, and right. they give you a nice little letter and, and they're you, like, It's understandable. We really appreciate, we want to do more for you, but this is really all we can do, you know. Right. Dinner's on us or whatever it is, something small. I mean, you're going to understand it, but when I'm working for a multi-billion dollar company and I get a token, yeah, I get a small little gift bag. Then I'm thinking like, do you really appreciate me? Because. Right. Now I feel like you're just taking advantage of me. Right, right, right. And so when it comes to promotions, when it comes to that kind of compensation, I mean, obviously you have to gauge it by by the situation. I can't expect a small mom and pop shop to give me a thousand dollar bonus because they could put them out of business. All right. So you have to gauge and you have to look at the situation. But if I'm showing you my appreciation, I really want it has to kind of hurt me in a little, a little bit. If I really want to show you my appreciation, it's going to have to hurt me just a bit. I'm not saying that it breaks me, but there's got to be something like uh, a little bit. That really shows appreciation.
2: And, uh, you know, using social media for something positive like that um, could also be used for something negative. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's a lot of people that go on social media and bash on the companies that Mm -hmm. they work for. And, I mean, it's not something that's, you know, uh, necessarily positive, but... Some people do do it for good reason, yeah. Right. Well, so, the like, company's
3: if, bad enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Why not?
2: So, <laughs> I mean, there's certain instances where people are, you know, talking about. Can we name companies. We can name companies, right? So, like things like Amazon, right? Yeah. Where they say, and this is because of not, and these are not just things honest. that we've heard. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this is things just, that you can find online. You guys, right.
0: it's out there in the public domain.
2: So, like <laughs> uh, rumors per se. Yeah. About it. Um, not allowing the
0: bathroom breaks they don't allow bathroom
2: breaks. not allowing drinks not allowing cell phones on the floor Yeah, right, right. things like that and that could spread on social media and yeah. and you know give a negative connotation to those yeah. To those companies well, then
0: this is something that we hear quite often that you know companies like Amazon are just a they're just a rotating door right people are going in and out of this company. They're getting hired, within a couple of months they're fired and then they get the new batch of people coming through. Yeah, Because the expectation is just so high. Because uh, they don't allow bathroom breaks. Because they just don't treat their people like people. They treat them like cattle. They treat them like a machine. They treat them, you know, big companies like this quite often have that kind of reputation. Um, And we hear this quite often now. I've never worked for Amazon. You've never worked for Amazon. I don't know anybody so personally know. who's worked for Amazon. Yeah. So you know these are just things that we hear, but you hear them so often that you kind of start believing. You know that there's And it makes some truth to because it
2: because we don't really as Amazon customer mm-hmm. like I am, and I'm sure you are. Yeah. We don't. I mean, really, I really, I, I really enjoy aspect. Amazon. So for sure, just say it. that. So we only think about the good side of Amazon. <laughs> right. Fast packages. Yeah a wide variety i get of whatever items. i want
0: i make an order tonight and i'm going to receive it tomorrow that's awesome
2: exactly but we, we never look into you know what the worker's life is mm-hmm. like you know and that sort of thing yeah so i mean it it sucks if it's going on or what people are saying is true yeah but i mean
0: but do you think the compensation makes up for the work makes it is equal to the
2: work i don't think any you don't think so I don't think any place should not allow bathroom breaks and should not allow. Well, if
0: that—that's if it's true, right? If it's true, right? No, right, but right. it doesn't matter how much you get paid. I should be allowed a bathroom break. And so when you when you and I, I've seen this quite often too, where people say I wasn't allowed a bathroom break, and then when you get with the company, the company's like, well, he wanted to take five breaks. He wanted to take a break every fifteen minutes. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, they allow for, you know bathroom breaks. They just didn't allow it when every time you wanted
2: it. And I'm sure they have to have a structure on that, yeah. right? I mean, they have hundreds of thousands of or you at their factories so yeah you, you know pull
0: one person from the line and that 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 messes up the whole system yeah so i can understand that too but if you do have a company that doesn't allow any bathroom breaks then yeah i mean there's something wrong there for sure I mean, there's no compensation that makes up for that so
2: yeah well yeah social media is crazy yeah people use it all the time to like bash on
0: restaurants and stuff yeah that's the only time you get reviews i think yeah. you know a company can do a fantastic job you know nine out of ten times and it's a six, negative that one yeah,
2: yeah and they go all out on they those go reviews. All out. like uh, talking mm-hmm. about you know infestations and like the roaches were cooking yeah. we had roaches everywhere yeah. you know just crazy stuff like that yeah. but you know that could really uh, be detrimental to the companies that you know might have had issues it- and then I mean I've had it
0: happen you know, me working at Forest, somebody left a review saying I'm um, me being the only guy in the office and they put a review on there and they said the guy in the office was cussing me out. And so that got back to me and I'm like, I'm you. the guy in the office. Everyone who works with me, everyone who lives with me, everybody who knows me knows that you don't cuss I don't cuss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't use curse words. Never have. I mean I I have, but it's been a long time since I have. I don't do it. Yeah, and so to see stuff like that is like
2: what social media is very one sided. Yeah. Like you're gonna hear the negative things and then it's it doesn't give you the opportunity to express yeah. what actually happened. Yeah.
0: he probably and, didn't even say anything back. And even if you do have the opportunity to to, to come back, it just makes you look worse. It makes you so why are, are you defending to, it so yeah. much if yeah. that's
2: not true? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's it's a big dilemma. We could talk about this forever, yeah. really. Um, but now
0: we can get into the good stuff. I mean, it was all good. But it was all good. This is my favorite part of the, the, the conversations today. Really? When we're talking about Nike. Is it? Yes. What? But why do you say that, Jeff? <laughs> no, I was not like I was on there. Was on there. <laughs> so this is like the third favorite thing <laughs> of today. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Keep in mind, where the right
0: behind Spencer and Jeff yeah, here. Keep
3: in mind, we're the <laughs>
0: ones editing. Yes, right exactly. Added <laughs> but I do really want to talk about this. Uh, I, I, for one, think that branding for a company is really important. Yeah, I don't think there's anything more important than branding. When you talk about bad reviews, when you talk about these viral videos that go out there, whether they're talking up the company they work for or talking, bashing the company that they work for, I think branding means a lot for a company. And so that's why a lot of companies look into these viral videos, that's why a lot of these companies are looking into uh, uh, the reviews that come in online, they're looking into this because this is a part of their brand.
2: Okay? It's a part of that specific company's culture.
0: People are going to read those reviews, they're going to see those viral videos, and that's what they're going to think about the company. Right. Okay. And so when you talk about branding, we're talking about logos. We're talking about what what information, what imagery are you giving to the public about your company? Okay. And obviously you want it to always be good. Right. And and when we talk about big companies that do it right you got companies like McDonald's. You got companies like Coca-Cola. You got companies like, what are you showing here? Dell, Apple, Apple. all of these companies, right? Nike is yeah. among the top of them, right? And Nike does an excellent job of branding. Nike does an excellent job. And, and one of the most popular things about Nike, it's a logo that everyone knows. You go anywhere in the world and you see that swoop, you know it's Nike yeah all right and it it is a the simplest logo in the world but i mean it it means so much you see that and it's not only just a logo that tells you it's nike it's what they represent too you know when you're talking about high quality sports product nike you see that and that's what you think high sports quality All right so if nike if you're listening and you want to sponsor I'm a size ten and a half. My have
2: head they head sponsored head. podcast hosts? Uh, probably. <laughs> we'll be the first. I mean, maybe. I don't know.
0: That'd be cool. <laughs> just send me a pair. Whatever. Ten and a half.
2: Yeah, but, but you definitely have uh, uh-huh. something that comes to mind when you think of companies like Nike or Apple, mm-hmm. right? So Nike is just a "just do it" yeah. Uh, mindset, yeah, and uh, and Apple is like you know something that's innovative and right. you think of outside the box. Um, Under Armour for the underdogs. Yeah. And, you know that sort of thing but uh we we're talking about nike specifically because of uh like the story behind nike right Right. and, and what it uh, it means
0: um uh, the logo yeah right. the creation of the nike logo the creation what made nike nike
2: yeah so uh the logo itself is uh well nike
0: itself is the Greek goddess, right, of yep. victory. Yep.
2: So that's what that's what that means.
0: So they take the name Nike from this Greek goddess who was named Nike, right? And she is the goddess, the Greek goddess of victory, right? And I think I read something where it says that um, the fighters, when they when they would uh, cross uh, each other, they would say Nike to each other. It was kind of a way of saying hello. So two fighters, whatever sports they were in, as they crossed, they would say Nike. Where, in the Olympics? That was just something that I saw. <laughs> this is something in Greece. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But go ahead, I was
2: During the Olympics, I forgot what year it was, but uh, the, the Olympics are held in London, right? And uh, Adidas at the time had uh, sponsorship or endorsed, I'm not sure what the right wording is, the olympics at the time Mm -hmm. right so nike could not put anything in their campaign that said olympics or anything that said like london the the, the, like that specific place so they created a campaign where they specifically avoided those that place and the olympics but they use instead of using london the 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 place in UK. They use like Londons from like different places. So okay. like if there was a London in Africa, they'd use that and they'd put it in their video. So, um, they got way more popularity or way more views on their videos online than Adidas, which was actually sponsoring the Olympics at the time because they still managed to...
0: Genius marketing.
2: So, and and they didn't hire any like big time athletes. Mm-hmm. They hired like kids off the street. Yeah. And they, and they gave it a sense of like, if if, you know, they could do it, a kid off the street could could also get into the lands. Yeah. and so just the way that they put out their campaign
0: well, was th- insane. that they had an understanding that if we're going to make money, we have to sell this to the public. We're not selling to athletes. Yeah. Obviously, athletes are going to wear this stuff, but it's going to be the public. And we're not just
2: it. catering to the athletes. Yeah. We're catering to anybody
0: who's dreaming of becoming an right. athlete. So if you're dreaming of being an athlete, and that's genius marketing in my opinion, it gives me chills just thinking about it. I'm not even looking at the video and it gives me chills to think about that. But yeah, talk a little bit more about like the actual creation of the Nike logo. Where did that come from?
2: So yeah, uh, Phil Knight and Bill Berman, I think that's how you pronounce his name, had a dissatisfaction with the American sports shoe, right? This American running shoe. Now, Bill Berman was a coach of uh, Phil Knight at uh, the Ohio State University and so they just decided to create a company and what better uh, products what better place to create you know uh, items uh, than Japan so at the time Japan was taking over a bunch of industries and that sort of good stuff and they seen that that was a lot of potential yeah. to buy Japanese products and sell them in the US so they went ahead and did that
0: they were not uh, happy with the products that the U.S. was making at the time. So they decided so to go to Japan, yeah. get their products, bring them over to the United right. States and sell it that so way. So like, I,
2: I guess the running shoes at the time were too stiff. Okay. And so... Uh,
0: Japan was just doing it better at the time. Japan
2: was doing it better. Bill Berman was... Uh, he wrote a couple books about jogging. He kind of started that movement. Okay. So, so they decided that, let's let's do it. We're going to invest a couple hundred dollars into this company in Japan. Yep. Which at the time was called... Uh, Onikusa Tigers, which is now ASICs. Okay. So that's now ASICs. Interesting. And so they bought shoes from them and sold them in the U.S. as... uh, What's the name of their...
0: Blue Ribbon Sports.
2: Blue Ribbon Sports. Yep. So they sold them in the U.S. as Blue Ribbon Sports. And one of their first shoes was the Cortez, right? And so... uh, Let me check what year. Well, during the Olympics at the time, which was held in Mexico City... They they try to release a shoe called uh, the Asics, but Adidas already had a shoe like that, mm-hmm. so they're like, no, you can't use that name. So they used Cortez, okay, right? So they made Cortez, and and the shoe just blew up, right? Um,
0: Again, because of genius marketing, it's genius true. marketing, yeah. and the logo, yeah,
2: right. So uh, the logo was created by Carol Davidson, right? She brought up. A bunch of designs on napkins yeah and just uh, for $35 uh, Phil Knight and uh, Bill Berman bought the logo from her yeah and and that was that
0: and what's crazy about it is that she according to what I read she was a student at the time she was a graphic designer student yeah she and would like do other said, stuff. she was just you know just doodling right you know? I mean she wasn't really like this is like this is gonna be the thing that's gonna make me huge she was just and putting something together for phil guys.
2: knight and bill berman didn't even like it at first no like they're, they they're like all right we'll settle for this i mean it's not what we want but right. i guess
0: and well yeah it, it was more of a from what i read it was more of a we can't afford anything else yeah you know we've already paid as much as we can and we're talking about 35 dollars that they gave her for this logo yeah and so they were like we can't afford anything else right now um so we're just gonna take this and phil uh, knight was like i'll eventually grow into it yeah why well, uh, not it, it, it turned out to be great for him. <laughs> it turned out to be amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: because of the whole aesthetic of the logo. It felt perfectly on Nike shoes. Yeah. So like going back to the Cortez, oh, the Olympics were in 1968 when they were held in Mexico. Okay. Going back to the Cortez, the shoe became so iconic that a bunch of people in LA started wearing it, a bunch of joggers, a bunch of uh, sports people started using it. And so it was just setting the the initial like, this is what we do this is what nike is all about and then it just spread like wildfire yeah right
0: and now that that swoop is supposed to symbolize movement movement well, right I, I think it says something about the wings of the goddess nike yeah. so that 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 swooping movement that swift that that speedy i mean it's 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 perfect it's so simple but it says so much within that once you find out the history you're like whoa, that's it's perfect for that for that brand because you want to be fast, you want to be swift, you want to be light, you want to you know be moving. That's perfect. And yeah. then the, the name Nike just rolls off the tongue.
2: So logos really do I mean the logo here really was awesome, but just the whole marketing behind it yeah. is what just took it to the next level.
0: Yeah. They centered, I mean they really focused on this logo. Yeah. And then you and then they you know they they take off with this logo and they continue to build on the brand. They don't just stay right there. I mean, then they'd start bringing in uh, Michael Jordan. Michael. Now you got the Jumpman logo along with Nike. Yeah. Right. And I remember that when that was coming out, when when Nike uh, basically uh, told Michael, "We want you to wear our shoes." All right. And at the time that he started wearing the shoes, the NBA uh, basically said, "No, no, you have to wear the shoes that we provide." There's a certain shoe that you have to, and Nike does not fit that qualification. You cannot wear those shoes on court. And, and and Nike came in and told Michael Jordan, you wear the shoes, and when they find you, we'll pay the fines. All right. Again, genius marketing. So Michael Jordan goes out there and he's wearing these sweet-looking Nikes and he's playing the way that he plays. I mean, they hired the best player in the NBA, right? And he's doing his thing. Everybody's looking at him like, I want to be just like Mike. Yeah. I need some Nikes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Genius marketing, man. It was genius. And then they, they really incorporated, they really take advantage of that. And I mean, they made him a part of Nike. You got the Jump Man, you got Air Jordans, right? Mm-hmm. they made that a part of the brand and they continue to build on that till this day, you still see those commercials and it's not really about the athlete. They might have a commercial with an athlete, but then they show just a common Joe playing along with the athlete. So it's, it, it's this branding of, you know, we can make you the best that you can be. You know,
2: it's just up to you and anybody has the, 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 the ability to become that. So yeah. it's not just for the Michael Jordans of the world. Yeah. It's for you and me. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of what, what they try to paint. I mean, and
0: with, the logo looks sweet. Yeah. I mean, I that do like iconic. That, that swoop is just so simple again, but it looks so nice. So simple. And just, it just got, it's attractive. Yeah. And you know, it's attractive. It looks nice. Uh, is that all we got? No. I think I know we're oh. gonna talk about uh, an hour. And a I half.
2: think we could talk I mean unless you guys still want to play the video.
3: What video is it? I mean we can we can save it for next time. Okay. We're with next. All right. Yeah, yeah, all right. You know, because we are we are good on time. We oh, talked really? for a bit on some of those so Okay. We can save everything for next Let's time too. We're, uh, the
0: fact that we're just yeah. 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 That's awesome. So yeah, so uh so that's we're going to call it for the day. We're going to wrap it up. And um, once again, if uh, any of the affiliates or the uh, people out there who work for Nike want to hook us up, 10 1⁄2. Jesus, what size are you? 10 1⁄2. 10 and a half. So if you want to do I just didn't know you were 10 1⁄2, oh, 10 and a half, man. That's 10 and a half. So if you want to send something our way, uh, we live in Grand Rapids, forging the, the future. future. Will Santiago. I'm glad you remembered this time, Will. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a hard time remembering the name of the podcast. <laughs> yes. I have horrible memories. He was like, What? What, what is, what is it that again? <laughs> it's on our poster, you guys. Check it out. <laughs> but yeah, so Forging the Future, this is episode number four, maybe, or maybe two. So uh, <laughs> keep listening, you guys. Listen to the other podcasts. Share, like, leave comments. If you want to hear any subjects, if you want us to talk about something, please. We want you guys to be a part of this podcast and uh, just let us know what you want to hear and uh, we'd be more than happy to talk about that. But until next time, this is Will Santiago. This is Jesus Cortez and we are out. Forging the future. Awesome. (laughs) Forging the future. Coming to you from the basement of the office. (laughs) Make that, please make that the credit
1: song.